the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Hello, San Antonio. Thank you so much for joining us today. You are listening to AM630 KSLR, The Word in South Texas. I am Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry Development here at the radio station. And this particular segment here is called Church of the Week. What we like to do is give you, our listeners, an opportunity to um, to tune in to this program and hear all about the wonderful churches and ministries that we have available here within our own community. You know that we found that a lot of people uh, that listen to our radio station uh, don't actually go to a local church. And so we're very grateful that you're tuning in. We're very grateful that you're hearing the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ through this radio station. We're glad that you tune into the television and, and watch different preachers as well. However, uh, we want to make sure that you hear it from us as a radio station, that we encourage you to go somewhere and be part of the body of Christ in a local community church. Find someone that you can call your own personal pastor. Find the group of people that uh, make up that church and call them your own family. It's a group of people that will pray for you, that will encourage you, that will support you. And uh, that's that's why we have created this program called Church of the Week. And today, in, in the studio, we have Pastor Gerald Ripley. He is the pastor of Abundant Life Church here in San Antonio, uh, a friend of mine that I've known for a few years, and uh, we just wanted to give you, our listeners, an opportunity to get to know who he is and what the ministry is all about. Pastor Gerald, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. It's my pleasure to be here. You bet. Well, we want, uh, we want to make sure that people know who you are as a person. So before we talk about the ministry, just kind of give us a background about you, where you grew up, how you ended up in San Antonio. Okay, God brought me here. I, I was uh, born in Minnesota, uh, raised and educated a little bit in North Dakota, mostly Minnesota, went to college there, seminary there, and then God sent me to Texas. Thank God. Uh, I, well, amen. <laughs> I've, I've looked back, and, and though it uh, was an interesting experience, I, at the time I said, I feel like Abraham going to a far country yeah. and g- coming across from north to south, that's about as far as you can go. Yeah. But as I look back, I realize that uh, God had just the right place for me, and and I'm uh, who I am is better represented by being in uh, the Bible Belt in Texas than mm-hmm. being in the liberal state yes. that I grew up in. I had no idea how liberal it was until I uh, became aware of it maybe you know ten fifteen years ago. Yeah, wow. And you got here when? Actually, we came here in 1971. 71. And so did you come here already with the purpose to, to pastor a church, or did you come for another reason? No, came came to be pastor um, in, in a church. I was educated in the Lutheran denomination. Mm-hmm. The American Lutheran Church, which no longer exists, uh, uh, a more conservative organization. And uh, my first pastorate was in Skeen, Texas. I was the okay. assistant pastor at a large church there. Good. And so have you always been a Christian? No, I, I grew up in an inactive. Uh, my dad was an inactive Presbyterian. My mom was uh, an inactive Lutheran. But when I was six years old and we moved to the house where we were, we started going to uh, Sunday school. 
uh, and in my mom's church. And then uh, when I was at the age of 10, I was at a Bible camp. Uh, actually, I went to Bible camp, but before the Bible camp, there was a Bible school. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of one week, uh, one of the teachers said, whoever would like to receive Jesus as their Savior, you know, raise your hand. And so I did. I ra- raised my hand and prayed the prayer that uh, he led the whole group in, in praying. But for me, it was uh, the time when I understand that I accepted Jesus, received him as my Savior, and essentially have lived a Christian life since that time. Yeah, wow. You've been here since 71, you said? Yes. Pastor? In, in Texas. In Texas. Yes. Uh, and so tell us now about Abundant Life Church. How long has that been in existence? Tell us a little bit about the culture there. Just this week, or just this, this last month, <clears throat> we celebrated our 25th anniversary. All right. Um, nice. I'd indicated I'd, I'd been in a conservative Lutheran church, and I joined with a more liberal Lutheran church and took a liberal bent. And so I say that the, the church that I grew up in left me. Yeah. Uh, we became a we're a spirit-filled Bible church. Uh, we believe the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, but we also believe that the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that we find operating the Bible are operating today. Yeah, and so that's why I call us a spirit-filled Bible church. Yeah. So you're <clears throat> you've been here ministering, uh, pastoring uh, for 25 years now. That's quite a quite an accomplishment. <laughs> well, it's it's by the grace of God, and and uh, those 25 years have gone quickly. But it's been a, a fruitful and a, a very enjoyable uh, ministry that God has opened up uh, to me here in San Antonio. Tell us about the transition <clears throat> from going from being an associate pastor in, in, in a big church to now God calling you, okay, Gerald, I'm calling you to start uh, a work. Well, there were actually two transition steps in between the, from the assistant pastor. The next place I was an associate pastor. And then when I came to San Antonio, I was a senior pastor. So I've been in multiple staff ministries for the first 16 years of ministry, and now the last 25 mm-hmm. uh, as a solo. A huge change in in um, the role of a pastor. Uh, prior to Abundant Life Church, I was in a role more of a, a managing uh, situation, administrative, uh, preaching and teaching, of course, uh, hospital work, weddings, funerals all the typical pastoral work, but there's a difference when you're in a denomination. There's a, there's a network, a safety net, but when you're in an uh, independent uh, congregation, uh, it's, you're, you're out on the limb, Yeah. and uh, God has been gracious to us. Yeah. Why don't you take us through that transition also, because you've mentioned a little while ago that your denomination left you. You've seen over the past couple of decades how things have changed and how things have evolved in the Christian life, in church, in religion, per se. Um, what has kind of been your perspective? What, has been, what have you seen? We could see from, from the inside that the, the trend was moving towards, uh, m- moving away from the uh, acceptance of the Word of God as, as truth. Mm. Uh, the, the new church that formed in its founding documents uh, took out the words inerrant and infallible and said God's word is uh, inspired and yeah. sufficient. And as soon as that word came out, I said, that will mean that humanistic thought is going to dominate yeah. here. And uh, back in the mid to late 80s, th- I could see that the time would likely come when homosexuals would be ordained as clergy well, denomination. <laughs> and, and I said, that's, that's not for me. Uh, I believe that the thought back then was it would happen maybe within 20 in 10 years it took twice as long but it has indeed happened uh two three years ago 
the church that I would have been part of had I stayed in uh, did indeed, sadly, in my perspective, uh, vote to uh, let homosexuals serve in, in the ministry and, as far as I'm concerned, became an apostate church. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's heresy. Well, Pastor, since you've, since you've walked through that door, since you've opened that door, let, let's talk a little bit about that because that statement right there automatically, I think, already uh, struck a nerve in, in several listeners um, that believe Jesus Christ but also believe that they can live in that type of, um, uh, that, that type of lifestyle. What does the Bible say specifically of that? What is your conviction and your revelation of what the Word uh, says in this type of matter? Well, my my conviction would be, I, I think, Orthodox Christianity, very similar uh, to what uh, came up just this year when President Obama endorsed same-sex marriages, and the African-American community pastors were polled, interviewed, and took pastor. They said, that's against the Word of God. That's contrary to how God's Word uh, teaches. Now, can a person in that lifestyle be a Christian, become a Christian? Yes, they can. But it says in Corinthians, Paul wrote that. He he said, uh, so-and-so shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And then he continues, he said, and such were some of you, which indicates that people who had different lifestyles, people who were living in a variety of sins, including homosexuality, were able to be changed uh, uh, by the Holy Spirit and and changed into um, followers, uh, committed, obedient followers of Jesus. How can we as Christians work at trying to remove that label of haters? How, how can we say we love you uh, yet stand firm on the word without wavering? I think the, the primary thing we can do is, is to... Uh, there may be occasions when um, we're in that company to uh, conduct ourselves with uh, with love, with, with without expressing uh, hatred or right. uh, nasty looks. Uh, but the other thing is to just to pray. I think I think it's the primary thing that Christians can do for someone who's uh, in that lifestyle yeah. is to. Uh, intercede on their behalf and 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 god is the only one who can change a heart and god does change hearts now you have uh been a key person and you have spearheaded uh, several different things here uh, at least one that i know of uh but probably more uh, different things here within our city to uh, come against topics like this that are just absolute anti-biblical um do you want to share a little bit about that sure uh, in, in the ministry at abundant life it's as though uh, we're a small congregation, but because of that, I've been free and and uh, have time to be engaged in larger ministry. In, in fact, I see my jurisdiction as the entire city of San Antonio. Yeah. I love the entire city. I'm not just building one life church. I'm building the kingdom of God Absolutely. here in San Antonio. And last fall, exactly a year ago, uh, God stirred my spirit on the uh, issue of domestic partner benefits. And I, I spoke at budget hearings. <clears throat> I invited other pastors to, to join me. And as time went on, one of the things that crystallized for me was that since I had been in the city as long as I had, I had standing as a pastor, and I had the uh, opportunity and responsibility to be a moral voice for our city and to our city leaders. And so coming to understand that, I said, okay, I'll do it. 
and tried to do the best that I could there. Mm-hmm. I, I look back and I say, you know, I was a point man. I was a pastor point man, yeah. at least for the Protestants, in this arena. And God has uh, continued to uh, work with that. Even in the, this, now in the past year, there are some other uh, uh, developments that have, that have come. So we're praying to seek God's wisdom for, you know, how do we live as salt and light? Right. in our city, in our community, and uh, what can we do? One of the things that uh, I've done that I, uh, a year ago I had no thought of doing is this year uh, we have founded a pastor's pack, a pastor's political action committee. Mm-hmm. And we have vetted candidates, and in, our, in the primary, the first primary, we endorsed a slate of candidates, in the runoff, we endorsed candidates, and just this uh, this last week, I, uh, we finished vetting the candidates for the general election, and that our endorsement list will be on our website uh, by next week. and And the address of that one is pastorspack dot org. No, no apostrophe, just pastorspack p a c dot org. What do you say to the person that is listening that says, "I don't believe the church has." any reason to be involved in politics, they shouldn't mix, they shouldn't, uh, pastors maybe themselves are saying, I don't want to even touch subjects like that, I just want to stick to, how, how can... I think uh, pastors can be intimidated by fear of the IRS, but the reality is that no church has been shut down or, or filed suit on by the IRS ever. Ever. In the history of that the IRS. It hasn't existence. happened yet, but it's a big stick that, that hangs over heads. Yeah. Some some pastors are called to, to lead in this particular area, and I just encourage my fellow pastors to, to, to stand, take a stand. I absolutely need to do that, to speak up, to, to be salt and light. Uh, we were at a meeting yesterday, uh, Stand Up America, it's time to, to stand up. To the Christian who doesn't believe that, there are some. Uh, I don't know if there's ever a time when I personally didn't believe it, but I just say, uh, continue to read the scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, think about it. You don't have to agree with the, uh, where I happen to be, but but do think about it and and pray about it and and uh, see how God will direct you. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that God has used you in so many different ways to be effective, as you said, to the Church of San Antonio. Um, it reminds me of the Book of Revelation, where God speaks to the churches of uh, of the individual cities, the seven churches. Uh, and, you know, we make up the Church of San Antonio. Yes. And God has used you personally, uh, I have seen, in uh, this arena and, and others. I know you're very involved with the gathering of pastors and, and leaders um, here in San Antonio. Uh, but let's kind of narrow it. Let's, let's bring it down. Let's bring it home to abundant life. Tell us uh, about the church itself, um, just the culture of the church, the people. What can someone expect uh, when they walk in through the doors of Abundant Life Church? When they when they first walk into the doors, they're going to look at the facilities. We're located in a business park, and they're going to say, wow, I didn't think it could look this good. Yeah, uh, We've mm-hmm. been able to do some uh, updates and, and refurnishings in the last couple of years. Right. And, and so that's uh, – it, it, it's always looked good, but it really looks particularly good. And then – a person who would come uh, will be loved. They'll, they'll be greeted by um, our, our greeters. And during greeting time and after the service, other people will come up and chat with them. Mm-hmm. They will immediately see that we're uh, 
40 to 50 of us, so we're a family. We're, mm-hmm. We really are a church family. We know when a person is crying. We know when a person is rejoicing. And we uh, encourage one another. Uh, we try to be a support to one another. Uh, so I'd say uh, love would be really a key thing that they, will, uh, they would experience. Tell us about your style of teaching. What, what type of teacher are you? Well, I, I enjoy teaching the Bible. I, I'm more a, a topical uh, uh, preacher. Mm-hmm. I, I'll sometimes uh, do a series. Um, uh, whatever I believe God has put on my heart to uh, speak on for a given Sunday. Uh, this summer, I, it was actually last March or April, I started preaching in the book of Acts, and I was wanted to highlight some of the lesser-known characters in the book of Acts. So I preached a sermon about Stephen and then about Cornelius, and I ended up spending a, a dozen weeks uh, talking about different people, uh, and, and it really became other missionaries, yeah. Paul's team yeah. in the book of Acts. So I, I Acts, preached yeah. about Titus and... And Tychicus, the, I called him the mailman missionary. Yeah. Titus, I called the heavyweight missionary because he took on tough, tough assignments. And uh, Barnabas, the encouraging missionary. Timothy, the right-hand uh, missionary. So when I, I sense God leading me to, to go in a series, I, I go there. And other times it's week by week, sometimes related to the calendar. Yeah. Of course, uh, seasonal, but otherwise, uh, whatever God has has put on my heart. In teaching, uh, sometimes I've been an adult Bible class teacher, and I've gone through an entire book. Uh, I've I've taught the the book of Revelation and Bible class. took about a year. Uh, Same for the book of Genesis. Mm -hmm. I did that a couple years ago. Um, uh, I taught on uh, the second most widely read book in the world, John Bunyan's The Pilgrim's Progress went through that. So it's a, a variety of topics that I'll teach on. I, I can do it exegetically, but I'm really more topical when I, when I speak. You've been listening to Pastor Gerald Ripley here on the Church of the Week. Uh, he is pastor at Abundant Life Church in San Antonio, northeast San Antonio. Uh, the address is 5626 Randolph Boulevard, suite number one. Uh, it's up off, of, what did you say, about north of 410? About, about a mile north of uh, the Randolph Park and Ride. Yeah. Uh, half mile east of 35 on Wiedner. Very good. Um, Sunday schools are uh, is at 9 o'clock, and the worship service begins at 10. Uh, for more information about Abundant Life Church, you can go to their website at AbundantLifeChurchSA.org. If you want to talk to Pastor Gerald, uh, maybe ask him a few questions, or uh, just want to get to know him, you can call him at the area code 210 210- Six five zero four eight one six. Again, that number is six five zero four eight one six. Actually, the website just uh, abbreviate alcsa.org. Oh, there you go, and and, and that'll get it. I'd like to uh, share a little bit about our our uh, children's uh, study, the the sure. Sunday school classes. We have a, a outstanding classes. We have a we call little lambs. It's for ages zero to three. The parents bring their children, their babies, their toddlers. They sometimes sit in the infant seat. Otherwise, they sit on a lambskin. And we have a teacher. Her name is Tammy, who is anointed for teaching this particular age. She is able to bring biblical truths and to make them clear. 
and and she that's a gift. <laughs> she it's it's incredible. She ha- God has helped her, enabled her to write a three year curriculum wow. for that age group. So they that's come amazing. they come in and 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 learn and it's incredible. They'll they'll study spiritual warfare, the tabernacle, salvation, worship. It, the the Holy Spirit said to uh, the, the Tammy and, and my wife. Uh, don't look at what their bodies are doing. You can teach their spirit anything. Amen. And then our, our next group up, uh, ages four through eight, we have uh, intentionally selected ninety-two Bible stories, and they are re- they are so that our children will know the Bible. They'll mm-hmm. know the be familiar with the uh, in most important stories of the Bible. Forty-six a year, mm-hmm. and and we'll, they'll go through them. And, and after two years, they'll have uh, gone through the 92, and they're in that four-year segment. So they'll go through it t- twice by the time they graduate, if you yeah. know, from, from there. And then the next group that we have is called the School of the Holy Spirit for Kids. My wife, Sharon, happens to be teaching that right now. Uh, what is neat about it, and that happens to be a five-year uh, curriculum. What is neat about that is that the children, the students, get involved in ministry Early, we have ten, eleven, twelve-year-olds who are functioning on Sunday morning after the service, along with adults in our healing room, where wow. they're ministering healing to people. We believe that, and being a small group, uh, we we need the help. So our youth are able to be involved. Sometimes they're on the, the worship team. Sometimes they're running the equipment. Uh, whoever uh, has an inkling to have a place, mm-hmm. they're able to have it. And that would be another feature that people would see when they would come to our church. Well, you're doing Ephesians when the Bible says to to minister to them and get them, equip them for the work of the ministry. Well, They're actually doing the work of the ministry. Our goal is to have that 80, 80% of our congregation members would be able to identify their ministry that they have. That's great. We're not looking for the 20%. We're looking for 80% to be able to say, this is my ministry. And that's our goal, to have people involved in ministry. Yeah. The scripture says to instruct a child in the way that he should go. And so you guys are living, you're living it. You're living the Bible we're, there. Cause well, we, we are. We're, we really, we believe that. We believe that. And, and we love children. We're, we're a very uh, pro-life congregation. Uh, we celebrate births. We yeah. celebrate uh, life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Um, so as we uh, get ready to enter into our last quarter, we're closing out on 2012 here. It's, it's amazing, but it is, it's true. Um, as you look back on these 25 years of the existence of Abundant Life Church, I mean, take us through some of the highlights. What has God done in your ministry that you can just say, wow? It's just There are really uh, uh, two mantles maybe that God has. One mantle is the mantle of intercession. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've known that since 91 when I was involved in the Winning Our City for God campaign, we did prayer walks, we did citywide prayer grants, we had a prayer hotline. And then uh, connecting with the National Day of Prayer uh, in all those years, and for six years, the prayathon. So uh, prayer is one of the, the callings of God on my life, and consequently the congregation. We call ourselves, in the body of Christ, we would see ourselves as a knee, uh, interceding. Mm-hmm. A second call that we have is to be advocates for native missionaries, people who in their own nations, their own cultures, can bring the gospel to places where it hasn't been reached yet. Yeah. And so we, uh, our, our congregation, we support nine 
missionaries, indigenous missionaries, in eight different countries. Mm. I've, I've been able to visit three of them, uh, Honduras, Uganda, and Indonesia, and uh, four of the missionaries we support have actually preached from the pulpit at Abundant Life Church. That's excellent. So we're connected. And this combination of missionaries and intercession, we have prayed for every nation of the world beginning 1989, one nation a day, six nations a week. It takes seven and a half months to go around the world. And we have prayed around the world over 30 times. I think it's 33 That's times amazing. the last time around. And so it's been exciting to see, to hear reports of uh, Christianity is growing in Turkey. It's growing in Mongolia. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some openings in Sri Lanka. And, and to hear these reports come in and say, you know, God has used us to pray into that. Yeah. Christians from all over the world, of course. But, you know, I believe that because we have been plowing, plowing, plowing with prayer, yeah. it's made a difference. It's been part of your assignment. It has. That's, that's excellent. Yeah. Well, Pastor Gerald, we want to thank you once again for being here with us. And, and uh, to all of you that are listening, uh, we want to encourage you to go out and uh, meet Pastor Gerald in person. Uh, he is over at Abundant Life Church. Why don't we close out by giving us some of the information on uh, how they can get a hold of you, your phone number, website, where you guys are located, again, the service times. Our website is alcsa.org. We're located at 5626 Randolph Boulevard. That's about a mile north of the Randolph Park and Ride on, on Randolph uh, Boulevard. Uh, we're nine-tenths miles south of the Lowe's at O'Connor and Randolph Boulevard, again, uh, in, in a business park. And um, we certainly welcome, uh, if, if you don't have a church home, if you're looking for a church home, we invite you to come uh, to, to visit us, see what God is, see if he's connecting you there. Mm-hmm. If if you know what kind of church home you're looking for, I I know some pastors in the city, I'd be happy to tell you, well, you might try this one. You might go here. But God might join you to us in, in the ministry that we're engaged in. Very good. Well, there you have it, folks, for, uh, directly from Pastor Gerald. There's your personal invitation. If you have more, uh, if you have some questions, want to get a hold of them, give them a call at uh, area code 210-650-4816. Again, that's 210 650 4816. Pastor Girl, thank you so much. We bless you, your family, your thank ministry, you. everything that you do. May it prosper. It's been enjoyable to, to be here. Thank you so much, Mary. Thanks. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.